You're listening to Sufficiently Selfish, your weekly dose of putting yourself first, being unapologetically you, and not giving a damn what anyone has to say about it. Hosted by yours truly, Emma Jones, your selfish coach and mentor. So if you're looking to create more space in your life for you, you're in the right place. Hey guys, welcome back to Sufficiently Selfish. This week, the topic is expectations, obligations, and why we need to do our best to toss them out completely. These little gremlins, expectations, obligations, they reveal themselves to us through language, most directly through the dirty little word, should. We talk a lot in the coaching community about how should is a no-no, to the point where anytime it comes out of my mouth, no matter what context I'm speaking in, I immediately pause like I just said something mortifyingly inappropriate. That's how much that should being wrong has been drilled into me. But what really makes this word should so wrong? That's exactly what we're going to be unpacking in this episode today. Before I even learned about coaching, I was someone who challenged the shoulds of the world. Why should I do anything I don't want to do? Which, of course, stems from my naturally selfish mentality. But I always challenged my friends and family when they talked about the things that they felt they should do, that they clearly did not want to be doing. Your life is so short. And more importantly, yours. Why waste it on doing things that you aren't interested in? So when I was taking courses for my coaching certification, we talked a lot about should and the expectations and obligations that give this word its power. And now even more so than before my training, I question the shoulds that are constantly present around me. What makes should so dirty? The definition of should is verb, used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness typically when criticizing someone's actions. Guys, here's the thing. As much as we don't want to have expectations of others or of ourselves, we are human. So the best we can do is learn how to manage these expectations or how to not be disappointed when things don't go according to plan, which is my biggest issue as a control freak. But remember, just as much as we don't want other people to have these expectations of us that we never signed up for, it's unfair for us to have these expectations of others. Shoulds are laden with expectation. My children should have cleaned up after themselves. My girlfriend shouldn't stay at work so late. That person should have held the door open for me. These are all little things that could add up to a big blow up over time. Instead of expecting people to just do these things and getting upset when they don't, which is negatively affecting you, not them, you have some options. The first option is to communicate. And this, like all the options are really going to come back to this one. Communication is key. Are you making your expectations clear? Has that other party fully agreed to them? Because no matter what you expect, if the other person isn't having those same expectations, you're unaligned and you're never going to be satisfied. So you either need to drop that expectation, that should, 
that the other person doesn't agree that they should be doing. Or you need to communicate to them and get on the same page about why this is something that is in both people's um, best interests. The other thing is perspective. A lot of the times people have different expectations that are stemming from the varying perspectives that they're holding. So a kid's perspective is that they don't want to do it, clean up their room or their toys, or maybe in their heads, they'll do it later. They probably just don't understand why it's important for them to chip in, which again goes back to the communication aspect. But with an adult, it's exactly the same. We all have different outlooks on life, what we want, what our level of expectations are with any given thing, and what our drivers in life are. I often see spouses with different expectations of responsibility. And since the communication hasn't been clear or really ever addressed or resolved, um, they're constantly being let down by what they want or expect from their other half. So for example, um, I know I, I worked with a young couple who they just expected that the their spouse was going to take up their gender normative roles when they got married. So the husband was supposed to take out the trash. And the husband thought that the wife was supposed to be cleaning the whole house by herself. So these things were never discussed. And because of that, they had these conflicting expectations that no one had agreed to. And they were being disappointed over and over and over again. Neither of them were happy with this outcome. We're all raised differently. And we all have different shoulds that have been drilled into us from a young age. And these don't always align. Oftentimes, they don't align. And this is, leads us to shoulds coming from wanting to be right or shoulds that come from something that's not according to plan. I used to get completely thrown off track when things didn't go according to plan. And I don't mean a plan that I created and then expected people to follow. I mean a plan that everyone has agreed to and then didn't hold up their end of the deal. Flaky friends in high school, my parents promising to you know, hang out with me or do a certain outing and then not following through. Basically, anytime I was relying on someone and they let me down in some way. And it took me until my 20s to really start working on this. And for a long time, I was really affected by people letting me down. But I know from letting others down myself that this is coming from what expectations are in the situation. I expect people not to be flaky. If you agree to do something with me, like for me, I write it down and that is set in stone. But some people are just flaky and it isn't right or wrong. It just is. So the fact that I expect my parents to go and do something with me that we had agreed upon beforehand, even though they ended up having a migraine or having to finish work, that would make me feel like shit. But why? They had things that they needed to do. They needed to be selfish in their own way. They need to take care of their migraine. They need to finish up their work. And I know if I felt like shit, I would definitely want people to understand that I just wasn't up for something, even if I had agreed to it. Does this take the disappointment away on my end? This is where we're going to focus on our perspective. When I shift my feelings from disappointment to compassion, or even understanding, 
It releases that negativity in me and also aligns me with the other party's perspective. I feel for them instead of myself. It's no longer about me and my disappointment. It's about understanding what's going on from an unbiased perspective. Because clearly we're coming at this thing with our expectation. But if we take a step back and see the universal view of what's happening, it helps us to not feel that way, but it also just helps to move on with the situation. Another way that I see shoulds coming through is from comparison. And this is really the one that I hate the most, comparison shoulds. So have you ever either seen someone on TV, maybe that's younger than you, who has quote unquote more than you, and all of a sudden you feel horrible about where you are in life? Whereas a few minutes ago, you were sitting pretty, loving everything with a smile on your face. Or maybe you're scrolling on Instagram while you're stuck in a particularly boring meeting and see a friend of yours from back in the day sitting on a boat with their friends, living it up. We're all different. We all have different paths, different destinies. This is why I love the phrase, stay in your lane. Because for me, it doesn't mean you can't do something that's unexpected of you. It means that whatever you're doing, you're doing it because you want it for yourself not because of what others have accomplished or have accumulated, but because you're living the life that you've been given and that you are sculpting a life that you want from what you have. If you practice manifestation or the law of attraction, you'll know that what we're really attracting isn't the material goods. It's a feeling that they bring us. So when you feel these pangs of jealousy or inadequacy, What are you assuming that that person's feeling that you want to be feeling? Is it the freedom of being on the ocean on a boat while you're stuck in an office? Is it the adoration that someone has from their fans? If you're able to pinpoint what it is that they seemingly have that you feel you're lacking, you'll know what you need to add into your life in your own way. So maybe it's time to book a vacation or stop hiding in the shadows and take the improv class that you've always been intrigued by but too afraid to actually do. Which of course brings us to the last type of expectation that we're going to be covering here, which is other people's planned shoulds for you. So this is other people's expectations or what we might think of as an obligation that they've written into your life for you. And unfortunately, many people grow up with big expectations planned for them by their family. You should be a doctor or a lawyer. You definitely shouldn't be an artist or a stripper. Even society tells us these things. They expect you to follow a traditional path, go to college, get a job, start a family. But we can't let other people's expectations of us become our burden. This is on them to manage. It's not your job. However, it is your job to communicate to them why that is not your responsibility and to help shift their perspective or at least to show them your perspective where you're coming from. So mom, I understand you really wanted me to be a doctor because you sacrificed, you know, whatever it was in order to come to America, work as a maid in um, a hotel in order to provide me this life so that I could become a doctor. Those were your plans for me, but you've provided me this incredible life here 
And that incredible life has allowed me to follow my own passions. And my passion is to be, I don't know, a needlepoint artist, right? So like while they may be disappointed at first or in some of my friends' cases for a a while, if you follow through on your passions, you're communicating this to people and you stay in your lane and do your thing, you're going to be successful and it will, unfortunately, that will be the key to open their eyes your joy, your success, they'll see that while of course they were only had the best intentions with what they wanted for you, when you're living your life and you're bringing joy into your life, your family, society, it will see that and it will respect that. The most prominent example in my mind that I can think of right now is Cardi B because she's got that song WAP out right now that's everywhere. So she went from being fired at an Amish market stand, which is just crazy to imagine. I hope there's video footage out there somewhere about that, um, to going to work at a strip club and enjoying and embracing what it gave her, which was money and a certain type of lifestyle. And then she followed her passion for making music and stayed in her lane. She embraced who she was. She was a stripper from the hood in New York. She embraced every aspect about herself. She didn't try to get into someone else's lane and be them. She was fully herself. And all of a sudden, it caught on and it blew up. Now we have grandmas singing her lyrics and eight-year-old girls dancing to her nasty-ass music, (laughs) which, you know, nasty in the best way possible, on TikTok. And people making social commentary on how she and Megan Thee Stallion are true feminists for owning their sexuality and putting out a song about enjoying sex in the most explicit manner in the way that men have been doing for a long time and no one's been saying anything about it. And on top of that, she's super political. So anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna continue to rant on about Cardi B, but she stayed in her lane and look what that has brought her. It's brought her what she's wanted because she went after her goals, not what other people like wanted for her or projected onto her. She she went with the flow. She stayed in her lane and it all fell into place. No matter what sacrifices were made or whatever guilt trip is being given to you, you are your own person. You have no obligation to fulfill these projected dreams. They have their own lives. These people that have created this story for you, they have their own lives, that they chose to live the way that they wanted to. Why do you deserve any less? Sometimes I even hear myself thinking, I should do this, but I don't want to. And I change it to, I was planning to do this thing, but now the plan has changed because that's actually what's happening. There's no need to make myself feel less than or tinge my brain with the thought that I'm not living up to my standards. I changed the script. So I need to be honest when I speak to myself. We have expectations of ourselves that are more absurd than most other people's expectations that they're projecting onto us. We need to be kind and forgiving to ourselves. Things change over time. We change over time. What we want, what we need, what we feel, these evolve. And so we need to let our emotions and our expectations, we need to let them go. 
and just allow whatever is happening and what feels right to us in the moment to happen. Moving forward, try to be mindful. Note when you say or you feel that you should do something. Maybe when you notice that you say should, try to rephrase that sentence as a can, will, or won't. And see what feels best to you when you say those out loud. Do you actually want to do this thing or do you feel that you should? If it's the latter, throw it in the won't pile and call it a day. And if someone else has a problem with this, you can direct them to this episode so that they can learn all about why we are giving shoulds the boot for good. Thanks for listening to Sufficiently Selfish with me, Emma Jones. New episodes are released on Tuesdays, but in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram at Gemini Coaching. That's G-E-M-I-N-I-I Coaching. And if you enjoyed the show, go ahead and subscribe. If you really enjoyed it, show your support and leave a review in iTunes. Till next time. Thank you.